0: Welcome to Classics with Champagne and Caviar, where we're two wacky
1: sisters, Francesca and Cuckoo,
0: who discuss our love for classic films. So pop open a bottle of your best champagne and caviar and let's talk classics.
1: Welcome back to another lovely episode of Classics with Champagne and Caviar. And Caviar! With Francesca. And Cuckoo. And on this episode, we'll be talking about The Way We Were. Now, this movie does it for me as far as tearjerkers and romantic oh my gosh, love stories. Yes,
0: yes. I, I, when I first saw the movie, I could not stop
1: crying at the end. Even to this day, I'm just like, why can't they be together? I know. I know. With Robert Redford, and his fine self.
0: Oh what oh a tall goodness. glass of water, honey. I would love to drink
1: that. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> and Barbara Streisand giving a Yes, the beautiful lovely, Barbara Streisand. Beautiful Oscar worthy performance as Katie. I just love this movie. Is it's not enough words that I can say about this movie? No,
0: I th- I think it's great and I think it's a great um, character study
1: of a relationship. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you agree
0: with that, I Francesca? I would definitely
1: say so because you see two people who definitely love each other yeah. and go through a span of years of that love mm-hmm. and having mutual respect for one another but can't True. seem to quite get the relationship to work to work mm-hmm. and you always as the viewer want to know what can you do what could they really do True. when two people who really are meant to be together but can't be
0: together right what can you make do to, it make it it, to make it work because it's like uh, relationships of any kind are a push and a pull so you go through the movie wondering Jeez, why can't push. it work you know they're trying he's trying to get Given to her mm-hmm. because he understands that they're from two totally different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's more of a laid back character, a, right. per, a person um, that's kind of easy going, god. yeah, and she's more of a a pushy. Yeah, she's pushy. Um, she's she's needy as well. She has somewhat of a, you know, insecurity, low self-esteem because she doesn't fit into his world and her mind because, you know, he's like... He's like like the the upper echelon of, you know, know, growing up, his background. yes,
1: Blonde, blue eyes, excuse me. And she's like, I come off, I'm the Jewish girl who doesn't fit in with the curly hair. Mm -hmm. I'm not the beautiful one, but I'm the smart one. Yeah, and
0: I'm the girl that goes to Harlem to get my hair done. And, you know, different things like that that was, you know, in the movie. But really, when you think about it, Humble is like, I like you for who you are. You just don't really realize that and how many times does that happen in relationships you're with somebody Mm -hmm. you want to be with them but you think that you're maybe not good enough for the person or you don't fit in with their lifestyle and you're doing everything you can make it work except the one thing that you need to do to make it work because it's really not what you think it is that's causing the problem
1: well I think you know if you take the two people out of the time period, they, anyone can relate to this movie as far as the relationship. Because it's set back, you know, although the movie was made in the 70s, it's set back in the 40s and 50s when communism was going on. Yes, correct. And this country was going through a very turbulent time, Mm -hmm. politically so. But if you isolate all of that and just solely look at the two main characters played by Barbara Streisand and Robert Redford, you just see two people who are so in love, and like you said you want to analyze and say, well, what are the things that we could do better to make it work? But the one thing that you need to make it work, you refuse to do. And right. I know Robert Redford, as the story goes, did not want to play the character of Hubble Gardner because mm-hmm. Hubble is such the weaker man, so to speak, or the less demonstrative alpha type male. And right. he was not used to playing those type of roles and did not want to play it. But what a great choice to play I Hubble he Gardner. It. I I, I thought he played it beautifully beautifully and I didn't
0: really see you know I know where he he wasn't being the you know the alpha male per mm-hmm. se but I didn't think it lessened the character by any no. means or and I, and I don't think it
1: made him look weak no at all he gave it a classy but yet you know, semi-malely touched to the role, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I think the role, of course, this movie obviously was a vehicle for, you know, Bob Streisand's character to really dominate right. and right. drive this role, but he does such a wonderful job as playing Humble Gardner that you just, you just want, you want to be, you want to be the object of his affection. Right, because <laughs> honest, honestly speaking, if you
0: analyze the character, okay, he was a writer, He, Mm -hmm. you know, his best friend was JJ, who was more of the playboy type of character. Mm -hmm. We get that. But really, what did he do that made him seem like he wasn't a strong man, honestly? Sometimes being strong isn't necessarily being demonstrative, as you said, or being rough Mm -hmm. or violent. So Mm -hmm. what really made him not seem like... um,
1: Being the alpha male? uh,
0: Yeah, I really don't see that. Well,
1: I see it in the aspect of that he had numerous opportunities to stand up for himself as well as Katie and other people in the film that he doesn't end up doing. One, for himself to be a better writer. And I think that's where she pushed him to be a better writer.
0: But I also think with the writing, she wanted him to do what he didn't want to do.
1: That may be true, but it's. I think, you know, if you're good at your craft you'll try anything if you're a musician you will put yourself out there you know in any shape or form to really get out there and get noticed and get seen for your craft and then circumvent back to what you really want to do you know sometimes it just takes getting your foot in the door till you get to the point where you can paint what you want or write what you want or sing what you want you know and he just kind of said well i'll just succumb to what hollywood wants me to do instead of really doing what i I want to do, which is write novels instead of screenplays. And her, her idea of their life was to, you be the writer, but do it on your terms. Don't, you know, succumb to other person's will. Fight for what you believe in. And he didn't believe in doing that. He believed in just taking the flow, taking whatever anybody, you know, gave Well,
0: I, I agree and I, I agree and I don't agree with that. I agree that you're correct, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like he necessarily wanted to do that sure writing novels but it was almost like she was demanding about do it now 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 it was never like i'm, I'm not saying i don't think he would have gotten around to it but i think that sometimes in some ways she was so pushy mm-hmm. that it kind of forced him to just like stand still almost like she's she's telling him what to do so i see in that regard where it could have come across as not as him being a weak character Mm -hmm. because she was kind of being the man and Mm -hmm. dictating to him what to do and when to do it and Mm -hmm. how to do it Mm -hmm. and she could never just take a minute and just relax and
1: enjoy Hard time well, with I him. I think the movie shows people who are, it's a classic case of opposites attract. True. You know, it's true. very true of opposites attract. They're mm-hmm. polar opposites. He's on one end of the spectrum. She's on the other. And how these people come together. And it shows, can they really work it out? They can through much debate. Can they? I think they can through some, you know, Someone taking a backseat for certain things. Right. You know, she never wanted to say, well, I'll compromise and let some of my political views go for the sake of our relationship. I agree with he that. He also did not want to compromise either, though, because... Where? Well, I think he didn't want to compromise in the sense of you can't be too passive-aggressive because that's also a problem. Just like being too aggressive is a problem, being too passive-aggressive about your life is a problem. You're just here, there today, gone tomorrow, you want to drink your problems away with your friends, have good times, party, drink, enjoy life, that's great, that's all wonderful, that's all well and good, but there's also a time when you need to stand for something. You know, and I think that that's what she was saying—that you, if you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything.
0: And I agree with that. But my thing of it is, my point is that. Let me fall for this martini while you say that. <laughs> yes, and I do love one of my favorites—is a diva martini, honey. And if you don't know what that is, look it up.
1: <laughs> well, um, I'm just having a classic vodka. <laughs> Shake and not
0: stir. Shake and not stir, darling. Um, But what I'm saying is, I agree with you. But at the same time, you cannot have your relationship or marriage become like an institute for causes and... There's no time to just enjoy the simplicities of life. I
1: agree They're, when they finally get together in the movie, as you'll see as you watch this lovely romantic movie mm-hmm. um, they never had time to just be because in the back of her mind she always had an agenda to push for something more for yeah something even in, even in college which is where they met mm-hmm. 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 But I think he was comfortable in being content with just being status quo, or being at the level of which he thought that they were okay at, which is if they don't become the greatest screenwriter, that's fine. If he doesn't write another novel, that's fine, as long as they and live is there a comfortable anything life. Wrong, is there anything wrong with that? Well, I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but I do think that you know, it comes a time where in any relationship, you have to be on the same page with your spouse. So if you're wanting to continue to advance, your that person needs to want that same thing. And unfortunately, they never were quite on the same page.
0: But here it is, is is to me, she was asking him to advance. Mm-hmm. She was pushing him to be better than what he was. Mm-hmm. I get that. You push your man, you push your woman. I get mm-hmm. that. But at the same time, he was trying to push her and saying, I need you to calm down a minute mm-hmm. and let us enjoy life and enjoy where we are in this period. He wasn't really asking her to stop her causes. He was just saying, does it have but to be every minute? Now, my question I think is. He was but, willing to
1: stop cause if it meant it would be an interruption in his life. But here is my thing, though
0: she's pushing him to advance but really where was she advancing she was just constantly going I from cost to cost to cost
1: necessarily advancing is so much her moral conviction Was to always be fighting for what's right, Mm -hmm. whether that's on a small scale or large scale. She always wanted to make sure that her moral consciousness was always, you know, up to par with what she thought it needed to be for that. And I agree with
0: that. But you can have a moral conviction, Mm -hmm. and I'm not saying that you didn't. And and I'm not saying you don't stand up for whatever you feel is right to stand up for. Absolutely go ahead and do that. Mm-hmm. But what I am saying that doesn't always mean that in order to do that you have to be very vocal and starting a movement or doing this or doing that. I agree in and the disagree. way in the way that she did in the role. That's all I'm saying. But
1: I also because look it at was it
0: taking over their relationship is what I I'm agree, saying. I agree, but I
1: think if we look at any person... If you
0: see what I mean. I
1: agree. And But I also... She reminds me of any person that is fighting for an unjust cause or unjust cause your relationship or your personal life takes a back seat if we look at any great person that has fought for the moral you know injustices of the world uh, such as Gandhi or Martin Luther King or mm-hmm. anyone else that we can think of their personal lives are a sacrifice for their political or religious or moral okay, belief.
0: Okay, so in the movie, mm-hmm. when he tells her, after she has that outburst mm-hmm. at J.J.'s apartment, mm-hmm. and um, they were talking about the president. Mm-hmm. You president know, Roosevelt had, had gotten Had died. Okay. After they did that, and he broke up with her, mm-hmm. and then But they, you
1: have to give the context of, why does she out go into an outburst?
0: Well, she went into an outburst because they were laughing and making jokes about President Roosevelt and his and, and his and him being handicapped. Okay. Yes, correct. And while they were insensitive jokes, what J.J. and the rest of his friends were trying to mm-hmm. do was lighten the mood of a sad occasion mm-hmm. in my opinion. I agree. They were not really just trying to be horribly cruel or mean or insensitive. They were just trying to lighten the mood because at that time you had the wars going on, you had mm-hmm. President Roosevelt being ill and then dying and then people in a state of hysteria with so communism. Mm-hmm. with communism so he was just trying they were just trying to lighten the mood and that was the point with her everything was always so serious she could never like I said there are a lot of times people say things we don't like to hear correct. now like I said it depends on the instance of what they're uh, if they're trying to really be insensitive or not correct but at that moment it wasn't just the first time mind you. She had done that before when she was around his friends. Correct. So she could never lighten up and just say, well, you know what? I'm not going to go off at this moment. I'm just going to ignore it and go with the flow. And he kind of got tired of it because she would ostracize
1: herself.
0: Correct. She could never blend in. Correct. Even though they were trying to make her feel welcome
1: agree with that. I do think that there is a time and a place where, you know, we have to learn to relax. You know, even in today's society, we think about all of the political, you know, messages that everyone wants to preach to other people. Right. And and we are here at you know classics and champagne and caviar we are all for freedom of speech but there is a exactly time where we have to learn that no matter what our belief system are the color of our skin our religious credo that you, you sometimes you can just joke with people and find some commonality through having a good time and not being so right. uptight right. and not being so on edge every single time someone makes a off par note or joke because it's not always intentional it's not always meant to you know offend offend someone or hurt someone's feelings and I think she's one of those people who is rah 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 I must have it this way now if I don't you are offending me you must mean it like this and if you don't believe what I believe you know you must be on the opposite if you either you're for me or you're against me and he said he said that in the
0: film he said Katie there is nobody in this room that doesn't know about President Roosevelt there's nobody that needs you to preach to them Mm -hmm. so it wasn't like they were ignorant as to what how she was feeling on the cause. Forgets that people deal with grief differently. I I've, and that's I'm glad you said that mm-hmm. because you know during it, especially during this time right now with the pandemic mm-hmm. and so much grief going on, everybody mm-hmm. thinks that everybody's way to deal is to it's just it's going to be the same. It's, it's going to be the same, and, and it's not. It. It's, it's not. not, and we've got to learn how to be um, forgiving exactly. of each other with that. We exactly. really do,
1: exactly, and understanding. Some people deal with grief through humor, laughter. And I am a proponent for, you know, that a day without laughter, as Charlie Chaplin would say, is a day wasted. And I truly believe that. And I think the role of Hubble Gardner is just that person who likes... No confrontation. Right. He doesn't like confrontation. He doesn't like to get under one's skin. Katie was more, I'm in your face. I want to cause confrontation. I want you to have a bad reaction. I want you to be uncomfortable. Right. I want you to have a reaction when you hear me speak. And although I respect that and it's great, it's a time and a place for that. But if it's going to hurt your personal relationship, me personally, I'm not going to sacrifice my my marriage my relationship with my family for a moral cause okay. yes i am going to stand up for what is right but it's, but how it's the you way stand i up was going to say it's right. the way in which you do that Correct. because to
0: stand up for what's right doesn't is all, always it's always right, right but it doesn't mm-hmm. mean you always have to do it in a derogatory way, way or aggressive way mm-hmm. sometimes you can get your point across and a, in a very in silence. You I, know? I was gonna say that in know? silence. Yeah, you
1: don't always have to get up in someone's face to get your point across. And I think that was the constant friction between the two of them. She's this person that's always on the go. He's one that's like, I'm content with who I am. Now here's the question. Mm-hmm. He admired her for that. Oh, I think that's. He I, fell and in and love I with think her. that was part of the attraction. But at for the sure. same
0: time, when he goes to her in the um, radio room and he tells her, Katie. I don't think we're going to make it. Correct. And she cuts him off and she's like, well, I get it. I get it. Let's not belabor it. Correct. Okay. Do you really think that they should have just
1: ended it there? So that's the age old question, Coco, because how do you stop loving someone? exactly how do you tell your heart that i don't want to be with this person and i think that's the issue she suffered because she does love him he does love her but how do you tell yourself i can't be with this person anymore but i love everything about them except the one thing that causes all these issues i don't know that's the that's the hardest thing because
0: in a relationship you it's not just one person giving and taking Mm -hmm. or it shouldn't be it shouldn't be now (laughs) real life most of the time
1: sometimes it it is that that way way.
0: but in the end you end up being unhappy when Mm -hmm. you're doing all the giving and taking and the other person isn't but it has to be that both of you are doing the giving Mm -hmm. and taking Mm -hmm. so what do you do or what could she have done that was my point I felt like Hubble did the more of the giving and taking because let's be honest mm -hmm. he loved Katie but he was really sick of it
1: honestly I mean I think he had his limit I think any relationship is like a rubber band you know if you stretch it too far it'll pop right but he did what I mean by by being in a
0: submissive role mm-hmm. he accepted it he really wanted to end it with her because he he
1: he, well, for, he she, foresaw it. He said it. You know, so many times we think about people and they're in relationships and, you know, they love each other, but one or, or both of them have issues, but you don't leave that person for that issue, right? And, right. And you try to work it out. But I think the problem I had with him is although he accepted certain things about her that were in your face or annoying or pushy or whatever, he didn't fight for their relationship like she fought for their relationship to some degree. That's my personal opinion. (laughs) I'm not saying team Katie, but it sounds like you're saying team Hubble. I'm not, (laughs) I'm not. I'm
0: trying to imagine myself being in a relationship which I have done, and you're pushing your partner to be the best. I have a tendency to to believe, and I know there's some men that do it, but I'm just speaking for the women right now that put so much effort. I have so many girlfriends, and you as well, who have put so much effort into making a relationship work. That you kind of you're just like team whoever it is. I want I just want it to work. I just believe in them, and I'm pushing them, mm-hmm. but at the same time, they're not. Uh, doing all of the things that they need to do to no, make No, and they're not pushing, like you said, it's hard It's they're not. Well, well, it's
1: hard when you have one person doing all the work and the other person isn't. But
0: that's what I said. But I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong, I know that Katie loved him and she told him, because I believe in you and there's nobody that's going to love you as, more, as much as I do. And he said, I know that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I kind of felt like she was controlling him. Well, it comes off
1: as a parent more so than a wife or girlfriend. A
0: wife or girlfriend. And not only that, I said I felt like he was working just as hard because he was staying with her Mm -hmm. even though he knew that it wasn't working. So Mm -hmm. he wasn't just like, well, I told her once, we try it again, and now Mm -hmm. I'm just gone. He Mm -hmm. didn't he I think he really tried and I think the pushing point or or, or really what tipped it over was when he went to the producer's house and they were going to watch the film the, of the new screenplay he had written and they saw that they were being bugged by the FBI. She immediately snapped into, oh, role. you know, you can't do this, George. and You mm-hmm. got to do this and you got to do this and we got to fight and fight, fight. And then that fight they had. Mm-hmm. I think sure. I think it was really, he was really done at mm-hmm. that point because she never saw herself. That's all I'm trying to say. Well, I think it was always him in her mind as the problem
1: and never herself. Well, you also get the impression too, though, She put him on this pedestal. Of, of, of idealistically of what she thought he she was, she thought he was like this. I can do no wrong, like a gold statue, like mm-hmm. an Oscar mm-hmm. statue, like he's perfect. He can never, like f- the glass menagerie. Yes, like you put a beautiful thing on a shelf, but you never really see the real item that it is because you're so entranced by its beauty. But you know what? That you don't see it that's, for what it is.
0: That's an amazing point that you stated, um, Francesca, because he he said that to. Her When she came up to him in the, um, what was it, the the mini theater, and she was trying to, when she found out he had cheated on her, Mm -hmm. and she said something about, are you a perfect, um, what is it? Little Gentile boy. Yeah, and he said, I never was
1: Katie. That she's always looked she's at him. She's always looked at him as this perfect creature because she always looked at herself as someone that wasn't. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, how could I get this beautiful, goish really, guy? I agree with that. I agree you with know, that. You know, and so she always looked at him as him as the
0: treasure. Like, he was an extension. She liked having that extension linked to her that he's this and I'm not, and mm-hmm. that makes me look good.
1: Mm-hmm. I hate I, to I say agree it, with but that, I, I but think, I think... Does it negate that they loved each other? No, I think that they definitely had love for one another that was in its purest form, and I think that's why with anyone that watches this film, you hate it because you know that they love each other you feel the love you see the chemistry between barbara streisand and robert redford it's so real it's so passionate you almost think they're together in real life it's so heart-wrenching because you see how they really do feel about each other but they just can't come out of their own personal way here
0: is my thing i hate the word can't
1: I'm going to say both that. of them
0: refused to exactly. do it. And that's the problem. Why? And I can't understand that with people sometimes. If you love this person and you want, you don't want anybody else, because even when he had married again and inter- at the end of the film and introduced her to Katie, mm-hmm. he still came over there and hugged her. And you could see that they both were in love with each other. And she's moved on. She has a husband. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's still something between them. So why can't you just get over it? and do whatever you have to do so you can be together. Why?
1: Why does your ego have to be involved? People are selfish, like you said, their ego, and they're afraid. You know, when you really love something, it brings more fear into your heart. And I think that was what happened to both of them because you're fearful of, you know, the work that it takes, or you're fearful of this, or you're fearful of that, and it's just fear. But my
0: point is, you're gonna let fear and change stop you from Sadly. being with the person you want to be Sadly. with. Sadly. Because and I just think, be with anybody else just well, to feel the faith?
1: for him he was willing to allow society to dictate who he should be, who he should date, who he should, you know, act or what he should do. I think she was like the rebel that said, well, I'm not going to let society dictate who I am, how I should think, look and act, which is fine. But that comes at a price when you're with someone who does the opposite. You have someone who's a conformist and someone who's a a non-conformist. So what do you do? It almost is impossible for two people hitting a brick wall. It's not going work it could but one is going to have to change and the non-conformist was not going to change she tried it as we see in the film she does try it but she really didn't she tried she tried it by
0: marrying she him because she wanted it
1: she tried but he didn't even differently right but he didn't he didn't
0: even but see she was always here's the problem with it And it goes back to what I said earlier. Sometimes we get with people who in our mind are a step above or a step below or whatever it is, other than what we are, and we do try to conform in their worlds. But she stated in the film several times that it's really because I wasn't born on this street or I don't live on this street. Well, she thought that in her mind. But I'm saying she thought that, but that was never the issue. She never saw herself Um, being the problem and and she Mm -hmm. never really saw what the problem was. It had no I, it had nothing to do with the fact that she didn't grow up privileged like he was. Correct. It was strictly about I agree. her persona and she just didn't see
1: that I or was agree. not willing but to see should that. Should she have to change? Should she be the one to change? Is I think debatable. I think, you know, right. she did the moving out to California. They were in New York. She moved out of New York. That's right. her stomping grounds. Right. They moved out of the wonderful New York to sunny California, somewhere she had no one to know. She didn't get along with the people because they're all about image she changed right. herself for a little so she did try did she always master it no but she attempted but let's but let's also be
0: frank with so let's the not fact totally
1: beat up on barbara oh
0: no i'm sorry i'm not trying to beat up on barbara i'm just simply saying that i feel like there are certain things about her And you know, looking at it, you can realize that we all do it sometimes. Mm-hmm. That we think one thing is the issue, and it's not, it's well, something I think entirely it's different. Called taking accountability
1: for our actions, we want to place blame on oh, it's my socioeconomic background is yes. the reason that you and I don't get along, versus it's just my mouth, I'm loud, <laughs> you know, or you know, my tone of voice, or right. how I speak to right. you, or whatever the case, right? Yes. Or it's, I'm verbally abusive, but you right, don't see that, right. you think it's, it's because. Because
0: I'm not dressed up for. Or I have curly you know,
1: hair instead of straight hair. Or I right. don't have you know, um, blonde eyes. You know, blue eyes or blonde hair kind of thing. It was which is she kept trying to go back to, but that wasn't it. But I think what was the nail in the coffin for her to solidify in her mind that he was never going to change and that he was always going to conform to what society wanted him to do Mm -hmm. and that he was always going to look for the easy way out was when she found out he had cheated on her with his former girlfriend played by the beautiful Lois Childs Mm -hmm. and that he had no role in their child's life that they shared. They have a child together and you have no intention of being a father to this person and I think she realized then even before you know that last scene in the movie where they're by the Plaza Hotel that he's never gonna come back and change for her never that's why he was in television at the end of the movie you see him go from running to write novels to doing screenwriting to now he's writing television and that's something he veered totally left from but the point of it
0: was that if you were going to be with him, couldn't you have accepted what he wanted? But But let me ask you this before you say that. My point of it is, Hubble always really accepted her the way she was let's correct. be let's be frank but he never wait a minute wait a minute why he did that but now. wait a, okay and we're gonna get to your point but my point is he never asked her to change her appearance he never asked her to look like any of the women he had correct. been with or where he was from correct he never did that all he asked her to do was to be with him she from day one had was always asking him to change and be something in her mind that correct. she thought he should be or could be He never did, he never demanded. That she did that to be with him. He never put any
1: expectations but on her. If you look at why he didn't demand my personal opinion as to why he never demanded her to change, because he admired, and I think a part of him wanted to be like her. I, think I agree some part I of agree. him was like she doesn't need to change because she's who I really aspire to be as a grown right. man. Right. And I think that's why he accepted her. I think he loved and respected the fact that she was non-conforming and that she was proud of who she was and that she didn't feel uncomfortable in her own skin to some degree to be vocal about change and this that and the third. I
0: agree but like I'm saying You're doomed if you're starting off a relationship. Should
1: just make you unconditionally love someone.
0: Honestly, listen. I feel like when you get involved with somebody, and I could be wrong, but this is my opinion. Okay. You want to be with somebody that accepts you for how you are. That doesn't mean they're not rooting for you or they're not pushing Mm -hmm. you to to succeed and be Mm -hmm. all you can be and do everything you want to do in life. That's not what I mean. But what I'm saying is, I don't want somebody that gets with me or I get with somebody and I say, you know, they're great, Mm -hmm. but they can be greater and I'm going to push them Mm -hmm. and I'm going to make them a 10 when they're a seven or a five and they're a nine. That's what I'm saying, because then you're going to be disappointed if you never, if they never change or never come up to some standard you have set Mm -hmm. for them in your mind. And that's what I think, unfortunately she was doing I felt like she was saying humble he's fine he's sexy he's got this he comes from this you know, wealthy family he's mm-hmm. got these famous wealthy friends mm-hmm. and he just has this other side of him where he doesn't really have a conviction or he acts like a little boy and he needs a woman to make him a man and I'm going to change all that and I'm going to direct him and I'm going to show him what he mm-hmm. needs to do you're going to be disappointed because you're not taking them for what they are you you, you fantasize in, the, in your mind of what you think they can and what you think they should be not mm-hmm. necessarily for the person they are that's what I'm saying I got gotcha. and that has nothing to do with growing because we all evolve you know you evolve or you die or you stay stagnated but I'm just saying you're going to be greatly disappointed if you get with a man and you want to marry him and then you realize well he doesn't want to be married
1: you know. Well, unconditional love is the theme here, ladies and gentlemen, in this beautiful, beautiful romantic, l- romantic love story directed by Sydney Pollack, starring Barbara Streisand and Robert Redford. Uh, we definitely want you to go out there and watch it because it is a and timeless And Bradford craft.
0: Gilman, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And
1: Lois Childs, and music by Marvin Hamlisch. The classic song, The Way We Were. So please, if you haven't gone out and seen it, this is a classic that 20 years from now will be one of the best love stories that you've ever seen. And to this day, one of my favorite love stories. And it's another movie that gives you a backdrop of New York that you just, uh, is unprecedented. So thank you for joining for this episode of Classics with Champagne and Caviar with Francesca. And Coco! Until next time!